Welcome to Your Expansive Self Podcast with myself, Tasha Credle. I'm a deep inner healing and self-expansion coach, breathwork and meditation teacher, and a passionate student of life itself. My goal is to share with you all that I can to ultimately help you become and embody your highest self in every aspect of your life. We dive deep into expansive conversations about self-healing, conscious business, relationships, and even ancient practices, fully combining the science with the spiritual. No BS, no filter, sharing from my heart to yours with integrity, love, and wisdom. I am so honored and excited to have you here with me, so let's get started. Hello, my sunshines. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm super pumped to have you guys here today for this very, very interesting episode with a really good friend of mine. Obviously, you are curious as to the title of the podcast episode, what the hell we mean by time travel. And honestly, this conversation is a lot deeper than you can even imagine. There are so many different types of insights towards, you know, really finding your uniqueness, finding your voice, understanding deeper truths behind all of it, uh, creativity, knowing what inflammation is, how to handle it, why it impacts you in so many different ways. There are so many different concepts of this conversation that I left literally the interview with, with Mick so lit up and so, I don't know, I felt so grateful and so grounded and so yeah vibrant and that's what happens when you have conversations with people that are so in flow with you and on the same frequency you guys just feed off each other right so Mick and I have been friends for a couple of years now and he's just been such a part of my journey such a big part of my journey of just like pure support and we've gone to so many different lunch together of and talking about like where we're at where we're going you know bouncing off ideas and he's in a place right now where everything he's been talking about is finally coming together in a space that is in perfect fucking alignment with him and what he wants to do so we talk about his story and there is no way that it cannot be inspiring for you, like literally not a single chance. So I'm really excited for you guys to tune into this episode. Don't forget to share it on your social media. He is very active on Instagram um, and TikTok as well. So definitely go and find him under Misho, M-I-S-C-H-O. And of course, share this podcast with your friends. And don't forget that if you would like to have a free guided meditation, I mean, who doesn't like free shit? Obviously, everybody likes free shit. But all I ask is for a written review in iTunes in return. So now on top of it, I have an email address literally designed just for this podcast. And I'm very happy and proud of it, to be honest. So if you write your written review in iTunes and you take a screenshot of your written review and you send it to yourexpansiveself at gmail.com, you send in the screenshot, I will send you back a free guided meditation of 20 minutes long that is dedicated to help you understand how to tune into your own presence, your own energetic system in your body. It's a really powerful meditation, so I'm really proud of it. I'm really happy I created that. So if it calls to you, go ahead and do that, and I will let you guys go on this note so that you can tune into the interview. Enjoy, my loves. I'll see you guys after.
Hello, Mick. What's going on? How are you? How are you, Tasha Credle? Tasha Credle, that's so weird. I don't even know what to call you anymore. I saw that you changed your Instagram name. Well, yes, uh, O Mick traveled to the uh, to the year twenty one thirty seven, and Misho, uh, who is me, traveled back. So we we traded places. Oh, so you can call gotcha. me Mick. So, you can call me Mick. You can call me Misho. You can call me uh, Mish. You can call me whatever you want to call me. But whatever you feel great. comfortable Sounds, with. I think I'm gonna stick with Mick because that's what I know. All right, <laughs> is cool. that weird? Am I sticking in the comfort zone? Maybe I'll change to Misho. I don't know. We'll see. You can call me Misho. And what do you want me to call you, Tasha? Because we used to be Tash Credle, right? I don't know. It's just kind of like, you, I, I, I find it so weird if people call me Natasha. Like if they call me, that's my, my, that's my full name is Natasha. But I feel like that's kind of like what my parents call me if they're pissed at me. Like, ugh, Natasha. And I'm just like, ugh, cringe. So I'd rather just okay. Tash or Tasha or whatever. You can call me time traveler too if you want to at this point. <laughs> well, you're definitely a fellow time traveler, Tasha. Okay. <laughs> so I, we're going to tune into this in like a second, but before we even begin like listening to everything you have to tell us about what that even means, because I'm sure that people are just like, what the fuck is this guy saying? Tell yes. us who you are. Like, what's your story? Why are you here today? Why are we having this discussion? Yeah. Just give us a little background as to who you are. All right, so am I supposed to break character here? Am I supposed to break the time traveler character <laughs> yes, and tell yes, you who yes, I am yes, for real? Yes, 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 yes. We want to know for real. All right, well, my name is uh, Mick. Technically. And, technically. <laughs> technically, well, technically my name is Michelle. And that's where wow. Misho comes from because my mom mm. calls me Misho. And uh, mm. I needed a name that was easier to pronounce. Oh, Mick was like, oh, Mike, or what the fuck is it? And uh, yeah. due to marketing purposes, I just chose a name that was easier to pronounce. And that was closer to my, I guess, real name. Mm. Um, I'm a musician. I make music. I'm an artist. I, uh, I come from a business background. So I, I worked in manufacturing for many years. Uh, sold two companies. And I'm starting a new chapter of my life where uh, I figured if I'm going to spend the next, you know, 25, 30 years doing something, uh, I think I have enough business knowledge and enough zany ideas that I could do it on my own terms without having to uh, do something I don't necessarily want to do. And uh, that's where I'm at today. So that's, that's, I guess, is that enough? That's enough. Yeah, that's enough. And you come from Montreal, but you also... Without yes. COVID happening, yes. you travel between LA to Yes. So um, in 2019, when I sold the company, I, I was talking to a friend that led me to an introduction that led me to LA. Mm. Uh, so I met an agent uh, for movies and TV shows. And eventually that led me to uh, music as well. I was always making music. So music, I've been making music since, uh, since I was 12 years old. But a new opportunity arose and I went to LA. And so for the better part of 2019 and the early part of 2020, I was in LA um, working on uh, movie projects, TV projects, and uh, working with my band and, and some people at uh, a certain record label. Mm -hmm. And that's what we we're doing. And all of this really unplanned because I always knew I wanted to go into real creative sphere, but it kind of just manifested itself itself once I was freed of that past life thing. 
which is mm -hmm. very big in the in the fifth dimension time traveler mentality that I'm which that I'm pushing here. All of it. The, the, well, as you know, the because look, the five D is very sci-fi sounding or like time travel and all that stuff. But mm -hmm. what that really is is just like is a sh it's it's a show. Mm -hmm. It's it's it sparkles and lights to bring people in. So a lot of people would be like, this guy doesn't really time travel. He's not really a time traveler. No shit. No shit. I'm not a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> but but I can entertain some people. It's like it's like a comic book movie. You can see it for the action and the characters and all that stuff. But there's always philosophical meanings behind everything. And so mm -hmm. I love art, but I love philosophy and I love like growth and you know self help and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. how better to merge my music with my mentality and cut through the noise by creating this this immersive world that really has no rules. Mm -hmm. So I can just and do I whatever I want that you're in a space right now because, um, I mean, I, I don't know if people know, like listening to this, it could be literally anybody, but we've known each other for a couple of years. I think I don't yeah. even remember how we met, but what I love the most about like our friendship is that we would meet for lunch in Montreal. We would meet for lunch in LA. We would go for breathwork classes in LA. We would be like, yo, where are you at? Like, you're here. I'm over there. Let's chat. Let's talk. What, like, let's talk about consciousness, microbiome, um, shifting the perspectives. How do we do this? How do we do that? Like there are so many different conversations that we've had that were so deep and expansive and completely coming from a place also, which I think is part of like your genius is that you're able to break down something that sounds so difficult to understand for somebody who's in, as we call it, 3D, the matrix in a sense that really makes a lot of sense. Like it's super easy to understand. It's very easy to grasp for a lot of people. And I think that's part of your genius. And that's part of also like what you're doing, right? Is like, I mean, well, I, I want to hear all that. about what you're Genius, doing. genius is a big word. Uh, I have to wake up every well, day. We all have a genius. I, yes, we do. We all we have do. a genius. So I think that's part of yours is that you're, you're like, listen, this is how it is breaking it down. Boom, 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 boom. Like there's no, you know, it's not really difficult to understand. And I think a very easy way for people to learn is through laughter, through love, through lightness, you know, like if it's too hard, especially if you are in a state where you've never heard any of this, like you don't even want to bother going there because you're like, it's so, there's so much to understand, so much to grasp. Like you're basically telling me that my whole life I've been living an illusion. And now this is also an illusion and it sounds really difficult and overwhelming. And you're just like, well, ha let's have fun with it, you know? Exactly. And, um, well, thank you. And I, I think okay. it's just a, a testament of my particular experience where I had to learn, I was a salesman and I had to learn how to explain concepts and break them down really quickly and get to the point mm -hmm. fast so that someone wouldn't slam the door in my face. So I had to be able to make things uh, usable and um, make them make the person quick to understand what I'm trying to sell or what I'm trying to say or, or what the value proposition I'm offering is. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I started learning about just nutrition on a basic level or started just reading books more about consciousness and biology and all these things, I can see why a lot of people don't dive into them because explaining this stuff or making it practical is, is really hard. Because it's mm -hmm. like, what can I do with all this information? How can I like make it practical? And I, I think that I just love to make 
information readily usable for the people around me. Like before I was doing this online or with my time travel stuff or all that stuff, within my own community, my family and my friends, I was always the guy who was like explaining new concepts to people, uh, whether it's like intermittent fasting or what happens to your microbiome when you, when you give it a break and there's no inflammation. And just, I call it bro science in my approach because I just say it like a normal bro. Like, mm -hmm. how, can I, how can anyone explain this? How could I give you buzzwords that allow you to explain it to someone? Because the grand goal here is not for me to be the fucking master. It's mm -hmm. if I can give you a tidbit of information that you can spread, then the more people share it, the better off we are. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I just love doing that. And it was a really hard thing for me to figure out um, how to merge my like philosophical mindset mm -hmm. with my art which was my music because they were disconnected. If you listened to my music a year ago or saw the videos, there was nothing that told you visually or mentally or anything that I was a guy who was into, I don't know, expanding the mind or growing or the microbiome or any of that stuff. And so on the side, I was trying to figure out how I'd write a book. And on this side, I was trying to figure out how to build an audience. But then I read like three or four marketing books early 2020 and it just dawned on me. It's like, why don't I just combine them and make a whole crazy world that, that has multiple dimensions of layers. So on the outward dimension, it's super fun to look at. It's weird. It drives traffic and clicks because I look bizarre. I'm going to get a lot of comments <laughs> because people take things too literally. So like on TikTok right now, I started three weeks ago and it's going very well. And I'm pretty sure most of my traffic is coming from people telling me in the comments that I'm not a real time traveler and that I'm full of shit. And that's great because the algorithm is just blowing things up for me. But if you can get beyond that layer, then you can see, Oh wow. Is there like some philosophical meaning behind this? And people are signing up, you know, to the time travel stuff where I give them blogs and, and videos and, and good stuff like that. And then once they develop a relationship with me, I can offer them my music. And I just want to build a, like, a mutually beneficial kind of community fan base where I'm not just saying, listen to my music. I want to give value continuously in mm -hmm. ways that are not just music mm -hmm. so that when it's time to put on my music, they'll embrace it and be like, okay, you know what? This, this guy is, he's done a lot of good work in terms of entertainment or providing me with some value. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe I'll, I'll feel good about, you know, listening to his music. And, and really that's, that's so where I'm at. But that's a, like, honestly, like what I love the most about where you're at, especially with your music. I don't know if it was with you that I spoke about it, but I'm sure you've tuned into it is that we're literally driven by so many different things on a daily basis. What we're watching, what we're reading, if that's dramatic bullshit crap on TV or the radio or the news or whatever, but nobody actually takes the time to think that music does the same. And that's what's mind-fucking is that you could listen to literally like very aggressive and the words, it's because of the words, really. It's, it's the words that have an impact on our own structure, our own energetic systems. And here you are making music on something that people may not, they're probably like, oh, it sounds great, but they're not really realizing the words that you're using, right? In the songs, like, does that make sense? No, it, it, it makes complete, complete sense because look, this is a belief I have. And the reason why I don't come out like as like a, as a, 
I don't label myself as like a know-it-all or like a professional in this thing. That's why like I'm an artist and I just put my beliefs into what I do. But I truly uh -huh. believe that the, the words that we listen to, whether it's from the news or from music, they're planting seeds into our subconscious mind that manifest our reality. And manifest our reality can doesn't have to necessarily be like, oh, I thought this or I listened to this and it happened. It just creates the filter of which we look at life. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to make music, like I've shelved a bunch of songs now that had lyrical content that I didn't think would be helping me if I was singing it or anyone listening to it. So now I want to write tunes that make me feel good, but that the words are like really positive. Like I have this song called Magic that's not out yet. And it's like, I believe in you. You believe in me. I believe in magic. Um, uh, how, how does it? I can never remember lyrics unless I'm playing them. But, <laughs> but songs like It's a Vibe, Dream About It Every Day, it's like empowering things that are, like everything that I do, I want to plant subconscious seeds within my audience because if they're listening, they're going to get it anyway. So I might as well give nutritional content rather than something that's going to limit a belief. Mm. And, and so that's, that's a really big part of, of what I'm doing and what I believe in. So I'm, I'm, making it happen within the music like on tiktok or something if someone tells me that i'm full of shit and i'm not a time traveler i just tell them i'm not going to argue with them because like argument is not the thing i want to offer them peace and love so i tell them something like the truth is whatever you believe it is and i respect it you know i'm not trying to fight with anyone and yeah. and if i could just you know plant these seeds and lead by example and do all that kind of stuff i really think that my reality will require more of it and I'll just keep doing it more and it'll get bigger and mutually beneficial for everyone. And how right? makes, makes your, sense. Yeah, completely. Um, and how has like your, cause we haven't caught up in a while, right? Like this is actually the first time that we catch up in a, in a few months, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's usually our, our time it's, or exactly. what is time? I don't even know, but that's usually it, what it is. You know, so, it's really amazing. Um, how has you your quality of life expanded since you've been starting because you like literally dove in to like the studio work that you're doing your your music your video everything that you've been expanding like i haven't even we haven't even spoken about this at all so like how has your quality of life expanded since you've really started to take all of this i guess i don't want to say seriously but more committed i guess and more disciplined into actually creating something with all of this yeah so it was it was a few months it was many months in the making and the old way that I was doing things uh, was it just, I'm very data driven. Like as much as I'm into like expanding consciousness, I'm also uh, a realist and I look at spreadsheets and I analyze my data and how much my ad spend is versus the return and the compounding growth of my audience. And it, it, it wasn't making sense to me. It wasn't aligning. And actually like, the spiritual side of things, like how the subconscious works and how the, the mind works, it was very clear that I'm starting to understand what triggers people or how to, how to get the attention of people. Like, let's say through an Instagram feed and like, you need to pop. If you just look like a normal, cool dude with a backwards hat and a scruffy beard, you're not going to be outside the realm of the subconscious mind. You're not going to poke out. And so I just started analyzing other artists and reading marketing books. Like I said, and I was like, okay, well, I need a look. Like I need to have a look that pops because people, like you need to be seen before you need to be heard. It sounds unfortunate to some people, but if you want to cut, you got you to gotta commit to it. 
And mm -hmm. so I didn't know, I didn't know I was going to wear a spacesuit. Like I didn't know <laughs> that that was a thing, but I knew I needed an outfit. My brother and I met with uh, a marketing lady uh, who's part of my team now. And she said, I don't know, maybe a monochrome thing or something. And she said back in the day, cause I always have a beard. She's like, maybe shave the what? beard. I always have, have a beard scrappy. usually? Always. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, yeah but now, but now I don't. Notice. No, no. Yeah, I no longer have a beard. Maybe that's why I look different. Um, my I, beard. No, no. I, I always have my, my scruffy beard. Uh, I'm not changing that. I look like a freak without it, which actually <laughs> is actually good. I need to look like a freak. And it was, <laughs> it was a slow compounding thing. And then uh, my brother's like, how about a tracksuit? Like, what about a tracksuit? Like, you can wear it all the time. It'll be easy. And we went to see a movie called uh, The Gentleman. And there was okay. this badass crew within that movie who wore tracksuits, like really fitted, oh, really cool man. looking tracksuits. And I'm like, we got to do this. We, we got to make this happen. And that was before the, and that was around the same time that like the time travel philosophy was kind of happening. Like three years ago, I wanted to write a book called How to Time Travel and Save the World, which was just based which was just based on the idea that if you do a little bit every day to plant seeds towards a new reality, you can get there and you can feel better mm -hmm. and your frequency can rise and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was working on the music and everything was disjointed. So to get on your question of how could I, how did I get focused and disciplined on this mm -hmm. is that I narrowed everything onto one, one lane. Mm -hmm. So I took my flair for the cinematic with my music, with my philosophy and put them in one vessel. Mm -hmm. So now everything that I do, there's a tracksuit, there's a spacesuit, and everything compounds into the next thing rather than every release is a new beginning. Right? Mm -hmm. So the repetitive nature of, of content or, or successful YouTubers or TV shows or whatever, there's always consistency. It's always mm -hmm. the same and it always builds on itself or else, how could you keep engaging your audience or build the audience if it's always changing, right? You're just confusing everyone. And now that like shave my head, shave my face, I have a tracksuit, no matter what it pops because it looks bizarre. So I'm going to get your attention. Then when I start talking, I'll say some radical shit that has philosophical meaning, but that can also be perceived as bullshit if you take it as literal, which mm. helps, which actually helps the, the chaos of the algorithm. But I'm very excited about this because I feel like I'm offering value. My music was very, let's say selfish before, where it's like, oh, listen to my music. Where now this time travel philosophy thing, it's like, well, if you can cut through the noise, which is my marketing, then you can see that all I'm really saying is that your thoughts are not necessarily your own. Maybe they're a manifestation of your subconscious mind that is trying everything in its power to stay safe in its current location. Mm -hmm. But if you can learn that your thoughts are just the, the manifestation of your environment and that every time you want to change your environment or incorporate something new, you're going to get these thoughts, ignore them, understand, perceive your emotions so that you're not mm -hmm. reactive to them and spinning in circles your whole life. You know, your machine, your time machine, this is the vessel that brings you through time. Mm -hmm. If you can opt, like, how do you, how do you program or optimize your time, time machine to be going into the future? sleep, eat nutritious food, hang around with people who encourage you, 
and who you feel energized by. Watch content that teaches you something. Like, it's very simple. I'm, I'm not saying uh, find some plutonium, put it in the back of a DeLorean, and you're going to head to the year 2167. These are very basic principles that have stood the test of time. But I feel like in a fun way, I could be like a bro sci-fi guy who offers a little, uh, a little wisdom or some good intentions to some mm -hmm. people who wouldn't otherwise get it. Because I don't see that much of that in music, really. Like I see it in, in, in like sci-fi because mm -hmm. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of philosophical stuff. But I don't know. I feel like I've chosen my own lane and I feel like I'm the best like time traveler philosopher in the world. Right, because I'm the only one, and uh, no, it's and so it's, true. And I feel excited about it, especially since like I put stuff out, and there's such a an abundance of of uh, how do you call it? There's just a lot of good vibes coming back. There's a lot of yeah. growth. Uh, people are excited about it. Makes them feel good, mm -hmm. and that's positive reinforcement that makes me want to continue to focus and continue mm -hmm. to put my energy in this. Because if I did it and it was like worse than before I got to change it up but like what you said which was is so prominent to this whole shift of what you were doing before us to how you are today and what you're doing today which I, th I love talking about and just I've, I've come to a point now that I've really realized I just love teaching the energetics of everything because technically energy is in everything at all times and what to me is so obvious at this point in time is that what you were trying to do before, as you said, was very singular, was very according to you, what you wanted. The intention was just like, hey, listen to me and listen to everything that I'm putting out as music. And now your intention with your work is completely to serve. It's coming from such a high frequency of, I actually have value to give you and I want you to listen to this for your own good so that you can raise your consciousness. So the whole intention and the whole energetics is so different. And now you're receiving exactly what you're putting out. And this is really a good reminder for anybody who's in that state of, I think there's a lot of people, especially now we're seeing people trying to like work for themselves and do things and they keep hitting a wall because it's like, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do this. It's not working the way I wanted to. I don't understand why, but sometimes like it's so subconscious that they don't see that the intention isn't clear, it's not pure. So the energy they're putting in is actually quite small compared to what it actually could be. Does that make sense? It makes, it makes total sense because it's, mm. it's also like a trick that you play on yourself when you wanna, like if I believe truly that I'm offering value, I can really lean into what I'm doing and, and believe in it and, and create abundance for myself. Whereas if maybe before behind the scenes, I was having very meaningful conversations but my art was not reflecting that I didn't, perhaps I didn't truly believe in what I was doing. Like I, I kind of felt maybe not shy, but I didn't feel like I deserved any recognition because what was I really giving you? What was yeah. right. And I, and it's, and it's really about learning the craft, but any, any great brand or any great artist or any great healer or whatever is continuously offering value. Right. And I'm not shoving it down anyone's throat, like uh, throat, like, like you have to come, you have to come through a few layers of my stuff to be able to see that. But it, it is in every layer, whether you know it or not, it's that Trojan horse kind of thing where 
if I'm going to create something and put it out, put it out, I want it to, to be nutritional in, mm. in some way. But yeah, that, that's the big shift. And you asked me earlier, like, how do I feel now? Mm-hmm. And uh, other than the days when I look at my phone way too much because I'm trying to engage and like see what's going on, I feel like I'm in a way better place than I was. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I was never in a rhythm before. Like I would have moments, but I would have to fight myself. I would have to use so much discipline. Let's say uh, at night, you know, in front of the TV or like Krispy Kreme donuts or all that good stuff. And, you know, staying out of the photon love world or all that, you know, all that good stuff. Whereas now it's, I've taken a risk, right? I've, I've hired someone pretty much full time that I work with who's amazing that helps me with my videos in the art direction. And that's like, I'm front loading this, right? Cause that's, I'm banking on what's going to come in the future, but I have total faith in the future. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. If you have no faith in your future, you'll never invest now. You'll yeah. never invest in yourself now. If you don't truly believe that you're going to do something, but I mm-hmm. fucking believe I really mm-hmm. do. So spending some money now and, and, and creating a, a base for me that's going to allow it to, to grow and offer value to a lot of people who will be able to spread that value, that's, mm-hmm. that pumps me up. And could it lead to a, a career in just speaking, uh, maybe a career in movies and not music? I don't know. But as mm-hmm. long as I'm moving forward, I'm leaving my current reality for a new one. And mm-hmm. I just feel, I, I feel better. I can see that. I can feel that. And I love watching that. And I, and even with like the whole investment and again, like this is something I'm, I, I I really feel like I'm going to teach this soon because it has been such a part of my life for the last three years. And like, you were one of those friends that I've always, like when I saw it happen, which I'll explain in a second, I was always like, wow, yes, yes, yes. And that, what I'm talking about is that yes moment is like, even when we would go for lunch, no matter where it was, you didn't give a fuck. You're like, let me take it. Like money is just money. Who gives a shit? It's always going to come. And I was like, because I grew up in a very type of scarcity mindset, like towards money that I would look at that. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like, what are you, what are you doing? But you were that seed just being yourself and just choosing to stick in that belief system for yourself that it's really allowed me to, I mean, I've studied it for so long, like conscious business, the energy of money, how does that work? And cause again, it's everything's energy, but you were always that person to me that I was like, I can't wait to provide that for people one day, my friends, my family, no matter what it is. Like, I don't care if it's going to be a, a lunch of $25 or like $500. Like I want to be in that space where I am able to recognize that money is just another form of exchange. And it's again about the intention that you put in and what you literally embody as a belief system. Like I am doing this because I know it's always going to come back. And there's a lot of people that invest or give or buy or whatever. And they're like, oh, it's always going to come back tenfold. And they're like literally cringing inside. They're like, it's always going to come back. It's always going to come back because the innate belief system is not actually there. And yeah, they don't, they don't actually believe. Well, it's, it's a really tough thing because money is such a complicated, it's, it's almost not cool to think about money in a positive way. Like if you're in a random group of people, it's way easier to have a conversation about, uh, oh, this guy or this girl 
they're just want to do it for money or just, they do it for that. Like money has such a negative connotation when Massive. in fact, it, it could be a great tool to allow you and your business and your stress levels to do great things. Do you think, I just got this like download, I guess. Do you think that they told us, they as in like, I don't know, government, whoever the fuck is in control of this matrix bullshit crap of, do you think they, they told us and they programmed us from a hundred years ago to install this very negative belief system around money so that we would all be scared of it so that we wouldn't use it for greater good so that we wouldn't use it to help others to invest in, in literally raising consciousness. Do you think that that's what that's, that was part of it? I, I don't know if it's necessarily programmed into us by a, like a, a malevolent greater force, but I know, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, but I know totally what you mean, but I think it's more in the innate biology of humans. Okay. Like, yeah. If, if we sense. don't, if we, if we don't, if we don't understand that um, inflammation or stress or poor nutrition or poor sleep are going to lead to bad habits, which are going to lead us to keep us stressed and make us live in a world where we spend more than we need or, or spend mm -hmm. enough that keeps us locked in the job that we don't want. So it's kind of like, if you don't understand how your machine works, you're going to be always worried about money, but definitely always spending it in really stupid ways. Yeah. Right? You're stuck in survival. Yeah. So if you're constantly stuck in survival mode and you don't have a, a clear idea of what you're doing, you're always going to be in that loop. Mm -hmm. But the more you learn to, I guess, optimize yourself or understand that, look, money is, is money is a tool. Like I was explaining to someone the other day, I kind of drifted from my idea there, but I want to do what I do and offer a lot of value, but I also want to live a great life. And the, more, the, and the more money that I can bring in doing good in my perceived mind, the more I can reinvest to further my message or to further my investment in others because I invest in other businesses. And money is a tool that can help you go a long way. It's like buying a, a Beamer and getting rims Sure, it brings happiness to, to some people, and that's, that's a cool thing. But that's, that's not what a lot of people attribute money to being, uh, what's the word, material. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, you're materialistic. You need money. And it's almost like our, our society or like we want to play the role of a martyr. Like, oh, I want to do it, but I don't need to make money. Well, why? You're going to be more stressed. Therefore, your energy will be low. Therefore, your impact will be low. You need a certain amount of money. And, and like, so it's like, are you telling me right now that you want to do great work, offer great value and get uh, a 10th of the rate you deserve? Mm -hmm. How, how does that make sense? It doesn't at all. And if you trace that thought back, is it just your subconscious mind? That's obviously afraid of growth, which everyone's subconscious mind is everyone. Like, it's not like, Oh, your subconscious mind is against you. No, our subconscious mind or our ego is comfortable where it is. Cause it knows it. And if you want to go into a place that's never been, it's going to send you a signal, say, no, bro, don't do that. Mm -hmm. But if you can say, oh, it just doesn't want to grow, fuck it, ignore it. Yeah. And absolutely. so my biggest thing is learning to ignore your thoughts or, or understanding the root cause of them. Like, where is this thought coming from? Mm -hmm. Is this thought because it's scared? You know, or is this thought, is that real? But I think a lot of people take their thoughts at face value. And that 
doesn't allow you to to meet at common ground with people. It makes you be, it's very, it's very 2D. It's not even 3D. It's 2D. Yeah, very, very much so. And that's like, it goes back to a quote that I love that I literally, I think this is like probably my sixth time telling it on the podcast, but I think it's from David R. Hawkins, but it basically says, you don't have to believe every thought you have inside your head. And it mind fucks people because they're like, what do you mean? Like, those thoughts are not me. Like, of course, those thoughts are me. And it's like, no, they're not. And this is literally the basic, basic, basic shit when it comes to this work is understanding that not every thought you have is there to serve you. And it's completely up to you to choose whatever they're going to be and for what purpose and when and how. And it's really completely up to you. Like, you have to choose. But you also have to have the awareness, the strength, the courage to choose that for yourself because a lot of the times we're just like a slave to our own bodies, our own subconscious mind, our own egos. And it's so draining. And this is like the next subject I actually would love to talk about quickly for people, because for some reason it's like really strongly coming through being in inflammation. Like there's a lot of people, for example, that I, they, they want to do this type of work where like they want to, you know, be the coaches or they want to raise consciousness or whatever, or they want to be whatever it is that it is that they want to do that is more, I guess, four five D, you know, let's just say that. The problem is that like that I don't think people fully understand is that you cannot go to that level when you're in a constant state of inflammation, that your microbiome is just like toxic as fuck. You're you're actually in a very low frequency, right? So what is your whole take on inflammation, being in 5D, allowing yourself to be in a state where you're actually able to, you know, go past your fears and excel in your life and live a, a better high frequency life? Like, what's your whole take on that? So my, my take on that is, is when I see that, I can see, I, I know exactly what you're talking about when it's like, do they really believe in what they're preaching or whatever it is? Are, you know, are they... Are they in a you know toxic relationship, or you know are the inflammation which means like inner stress, like the stress in your yes. system that keeps you in a fear state? I'm I'm of the mind now where it's like before I used to call bullshit, but now if you can just encourage those people to go further, they'll do it more, and it'll lead them to um, to situations that will innately take them out of their comfort zone that will innately provide them with greater value. So it's like someone who really wants to do like, you know, the good work and spread the good word. Let's say they're in like a spot where they're not, I, look, no one's ideal and ever, right? It's a constant balance. So, <laughs> yeah. people, you know, so it's like, if you can just encourage them with peace and love to go out and do their thing, it'll lead them to things that allow them to grow and experience. Cause the more experiences we have, the more we can grow. And so I, I know what you mean, but at the same time, it's like, if, you know, if you're trying to do that, I believe in you and you can do it and it'll push them to go further and, and get, because inflammation comes from like an unstimulated system or a system that's in a uh, too sterile of a routine that's the same. And, and your body needs those endorphins, the serotonin, it needs love, it needs excitement, it needs challenge. But if their new line of work is going to give them those things, they're going to strengthen their immune system, lower their inflammation, and spread the good fucking word. Mm -hmm. Completely. It was, it was more like, I guess, for people to understand the correlation, because I don't think a lot of people even understand that like, um, oh. as they excel, as they expand, as they grow, they're going to have to get 
pushed out of that state of constant stagnation and inflammation and basically, like you're saying, survival mode. And I think it's a massive part of it because I think a lot of people are actually subconsciously attached to their inflammation, just like they're attached to their survival and their comfort zones and everything. Like I actually think they can't see themselves not being inflamed. It's almost like it's part of the belief system. Does that make sense? It, it makes total sense because I, I attribute like the ego, I see it like as a, as a protective shell that, mm-hmm. that covers the person. And the higher the inflammation, the more there's ego. And so the ego is the defense mechanism that keeps the, the person safe, right? So that's why someone with a big mm-hmm. ego is always blaming outwardly. But are, are they just like a really broken soul that just had to develop this very rigid shell that's going to take a life of experience to like cut through? And mm-hmm. so a lot of these ideas that we speak of will be just relegated as bullshit because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, this 5D stuff and consciousness and yeah, okay, whatever. And that's okay because I, I understand that they're at a different point. Like their perspective mm-hmm. is different because because I've been there and I know, and they're wearing a lens where they're not seeing anything that could potentially help them because they're in autopilot. Their inflammation is, I call it the mafia inside of the microbiome. Let's say the toxic bacteria. They're holding mm-hmm. everyone hostage at gunpoint and they're controlling the filter of thoughts that go to the brain. But how are you expo- supposed to explain this to someone that there's a civilization that lives within them and they're mm-hmm. currently build- being held hops- hostage by a mafia mm-hmm. who's not letting them think for themselves. But really what that is, is a weakened system that is, is set to off and not mm-hmm. to grow. Because mm-hmm. if your system is inflammation, inflammation and really, because inflammation is, is healing, right? Your system is trying to repair itself. Mm-hmm. It's sending like, is it, is it white blood cells to go repair? Yeah. And so it's sending that army to repair. But if you're, if, if you're always in repair, you can't go out, right? Your, your system's, if you eat a bag of candy, you're not going to want to go out anymore because your system just got a nuke in it and it's trying to repair. So your friend calls you to go for a walk. You're like, oh, no, I'm not feeling it. Because <laughs> you're, you're, not, you're not feeling it because your system is set to off. Mm-hmm. But if you, can, if you can learn that when your system's set to off, what that means, what did you just put in your body? Who did you just hang out with? What did you watch? What did you do? Have you slept well? Because all mm-hmm. these things will set your system to off. But if you can know that, so, how do you set it to on? Yeah. And like, can you, like on a personal level, can you tell if like, obviously, so who you hang out with massive point, right? Like, can you tell quite quickly now if like your system is set to off with who you hang out with? Immediately. I I feel it usually the next morning. Okay. So it's not like, it's not like instant though. Um, some, like sometimes it's, it's, I can feel the radiation, let's say. And this wow. could be even from, from mm-hmm. a, it could be from like a good person who means well and all that stuff, but it's almost like, I always visualize it as the microbiome because it's visual for me and I'm a visual person. So let's say mm-hmm. we were in the same room, we'd, we'd be sharing billions of bacterial cells back and forth. Right. And if our bacterial makeup or frequency is too far off, then it's like, there's like chaos happening because they're too far from each other. And so you get mm-hmm. exhausted, you get drained. Whereas if mm-hmm. there's someone you're hanging out with who is more in your, in your realm of frequency, let's call it, mm-hmm. you'll energize each other. 
right? Mm -hmm. And the way I say it, if someone's really inflamed and really stressed and you're breathing them in, you're, you're breathing in something that is making your mitochondrial function weaker. Right. So, and that's what they technically mean by like being around people who serve you, who elevate you, who make you feel better. Like this is what we're talking about because sometimes people are like, yeah, yeah. Like these are good people. Like they mean well, you know, I'll still hang out with them, but they don't realize the impact that they're receiving just from that exchange at all. Totally. And it's like our system is our, our body's like essentially a drug addict. It needs, it needs those neurotransmitter like chemical reactions to happen because, or else we have no reason to get up and hunt and reproduce and do whatever we need to do. But if we're getting it from like, nu like nutritionally, nutritionally non-existent sources, we're still getting the high from it. But it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's an empty cycle that's never fulfilled. So you're always hungry, you know? Like when you hang out with someone who energizes you and you go home at night, it's like, you don't have to battle yourself against not eating something shitty or no, you don't even getting, want to eat half the time. Exactly. Or getting into something like, because your system got the juice that it needed, right? It got its fix, mm -hmm. but hanging out with someone who is non nutritious, let's say mm -hmm. it's like eating pop tarts. You feel good. Then you have a, downer and then you're kind of depressed and then you want more it's like it's like a constant loop of refeeding and then it's just brutal and i i go through this all the time and i think the reason i can explain it is because i live it so hard you know <laughs> i know the amount of times you're like oh i'm gonna do like crispy cream and like all this pizza and then i'm gonna fast for three days i'm like oh my god this guy is so extreme <laughs> yeah so my, my my balance is this but yeah as of the last I'd say the last month and a half to two months, my balance has gone. I feel this. that. Yeah. Which is yeah. so nice. And I'm so proud of you. Like, good. Oh, Finally. Like, oh, it's good. Because I always say like law of energy, this up and down, you always have to experience like one extreme and then the other to find your flow again. So when you go up, it's like, you have to go down to then go up again and then go back down. And it's so fucking draining. So you have to be very aware that it's happening and then like choose again and not you, you might experience a bit of the extreme again, but then it's less and less and less. And then you get in that state of like flow and harmony. And yeah. So I guess that's where you're at now, which is so good. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not uh, perfect, but it's way better. I think than it's ever been. I have much more of a balance to me. And before I was always, it's like I was always fighting myself. Tremendous mm -hmm. highs and tremendous lows, not because of a chemical imbalance in my brain, because I was creating that chemical imbalance in my brain, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so let's say I, I, you know, fasting and eating well and doing all this good stuff, but then binging on 8,000 calories of bullshit, it's, it's going to fuck up my system. The inflammation, the sugar rush, then the downer and all that stuff. And then you question your reality. Should I be doing this? Should I be wearing a fucking space suit? So it's like you're starting from scratch. <laughs> it's like you're starting from scratch every three days rather than compounding. Like it can go like this, but as long as there's an upward pattern, you're good. And I, I, mm. I'm finally feeling that uh, there's an upward pattern in what I'm doing. And I feel like it's manifesting itself in my life. Completely. It's almost like you switched it on and now it's just like reflecting in your entire life. Yeah. Right. I, I, I really feel that.
so what are you doing to be more in that state of flow? Like, is it really focusing on your food or is it more sleep? Or do you think it's just kind of a, a mix of everything? And what is that everything? You know what? Until eight o'clock at night, I live a monk-like existence. And I have for a long time. It's what happens mm -hmm. after eight o'clock. And I started to realize, like, like science, I wasn't a very, I was kind of spiritual, not really. But science kind of led me to understanding the more, Woo -woo I don't know, side of woo, -woo, things. woo woo side of things, which to me are not even woo woo. To me, it's like, it's a matter of fact, like that's They're just not. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I started to see that uh, I, I, I told this example to someone before uh, a few days ago at work, everyone would put garbage on the shelves back in the day. And I would tell people like, we don't want to have like trash on the shelves because it like interrupts like your productivity and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But how, what's the best way to, to have people not put shit on the shelf? Remove the fucking shelf. So, so my consistent thing was loneliness. Mm. Loneliness was my consistent thing. So every night I wasn't reaping the benefits of, you know, having someone to talk to or like engaging with people or, or getting my, my juices flowing with like, like the right kind of people. Mm -hmm. And since I've actively chosen to like do things at night and hang out with people and go for walks with people and do things, I'm feeling much more fulfilled at night and, and hanging out with hanging, hanging out with people who are, encouraging and nutritious you know it's weird to say nutritious people but no it makes that's sense that's been a game changer for me it's absolutely been a game changer because i'm no longer fighting myself and and i no longer feel like shame or guilt about it like why was i doing it because i was missing something in the let's say fuel department or the neurotransmitter department i was mm -hmm. missing like the closeness or the the in, the the dopamine or the the serotonin or whatever the fuck it is mm -hmm. I, I use the same neurotransmitters to explain whatever but you know I, i'm no scientist right i'm a time traveler but, <laughs> but uh a sense of of love is the ultimate chemical cocktail and having people or a person or whatever inserted into the mix makes a hell of a lot of sense and mm -hmm. removing the shelf thing what is remo remove the loneliness I'll no longer be trying to band-aid the situation with, with, with behaviors that are not optimizing my machine. Mm -hmm. I completely uh, what, get that. It's, what, it's what's, so your, what's, your, what's, your, what's your view on that and your situation on that? Because um, you've, been, you've been on a, a good run for a long time now. Oh, you like think? I, well, yeah. Well, last time I asked you, like, as I'd be telling you, like, yo, I have my degenerate days, you know, my degenerate nights. And you're like, no, I've been good. I'm having my bowls and my this. I incorporated this type of food that I wasn't eating before and I'm feeling great. How, how are you right. managing to, to get your, your chemical cocktail that keeps you motivated and healthy? So, I mean, since I've been in LA, it's been a fucking challenge because I no longer live by myself. So I am with my mom and it's not that it was like horrible. It's just different. So we were going through, there was a lot of triggers that were coming up for the both of us. There was a lot of, you know, things just showing up. And so that really threw me off because now I'm like, I've been on such a good roll for so long. And now here I am and I'm completely out of my comfort zone. 
and she also moves. So like the new place she's in, like it's a new space for me too. So I'm not automatically, my body is not fully comfortable, right? Like it's COVID people are weird. I don't know how it's going to be. I get here. I'm different. My mom's different. The space is, everything is different. So I definitely felt my body like trip a little bit, to be honest. Um, but that's okay. Like it was part of, I think it's, it's almost the way that I saw it. It was like, I, I'm leveling up again and it's asking me to go deeper in my own structure of how I choose to be in flow. So for me, I had to bring like that extra, extra awareness of the thoughts that I'm having, like to the point where like, I've never had to do so much mental awareness work like as weird as that sounds like I had to understand like my body is so sensitive and I've told you that so many times so my fingers were like swelling when I'm subconsciously stressed so I wouldn't even know what the fuck I'm thinking about but here I am and my my body's swelling and I'm like what the hell's happening like I don't even know what's happening so I had to first of all oh my god I literally had to welcome in whatever was really uncomfortable for me. Like, I think as humans also, we have such a deep conditioning to avoid or to suppress or repress anything that feels off or wrong or bad or whatever, because we're supposed to be good. We're supposed to be productive all the time. And so we push, push, push. But what if the answer is, is actually welcome that in and ask for more so that you can level up with it so that you can remove it, clear it, heal it, and then actually move on. So it was at a point where like my, my typical things, no matter what is like in the morning, I hydrate myself. I have to journal. Like it's a non-negotiable. Those things for me, like, I don't understand anybody who wants to be in this field, who wants to grow, who wants to heal, who wants to expand their consciousness, who doesn't have a morning routine. I don't know a single person in my field who does that. Anybody who's even like a client of mine, I'm like, even if they, before they sign up, I'm like, have you ever meditated? No. Okay. Are you open and willing to actually start? Yes. Perfect. Now we can actually start our work because I will not have somebody within my field of teaching that is not even open to meditating because to me, it's, it's everything. All the answers comes through stillness, every single one of them. So I start my morning with deep hydration. I'll even usually make a juice now um, with grounding foods. Uh, I do believe there's a lot of energy in foods too. So certain foods are very grounding. So beets, uh, ginger, carrots, a little bit of celery, an apple maybe. I'll make that as a blend and I'll juice it. I'll have that. Sometimes I make like a gut healing tea. Again, it's it, interestingly enough, it's a lot of root vegetables too. It's very grounding because again, I really believe that the higher up you go, whether you want to call it spiritually, energetically, 5D, you also have to have very strong practices to stay grounded. So the more grounded you are, the higher up you, you're able to go with a very immense clarity in, in all aspects. So as I'm doing this clearing healing work, I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm feeling myself get a lot higher. So I need to do my practices of getting on the grass, my feet on the grass every day keep moving some breath work, even if it feels really uncomfortable and I don't feel like doing it, I know that it's going to help me R writing out every single thought that I'm receiving so that I can clear them, heal them, introduce new ones. Um, you know, welcome in the resistance, notice why it's there. Uh, and honestly, like a big part of this entire process for me, I've gone through a lot of in my pattern has been a lot of feeling unsafe, unsupported. 
And it's been a theme actually the last couple of days where I've been feeling my lower back a lot. And I think it's a problem for a lot of people. And they think it's like a problem with their discs or, um, you know, for women, it's a lot of like period cramps will get lower back pain um, or kidneys or whatever. And honestly, for me, I knew it was emotional. I'm like, okay, what's, what's associated to lower back pain? And funny enough, it's fear of moving forward, insecurity, feeling unsafe. Um, you know, maybe I'm not fully expressing my sexuality the way that I want to. And I was like, oh my God, that's all me. So I'm like, I'm writing it out. Like, okay, so these are all the fears that subconsciously is happening within me, even if I'm not aware of it. And I'm going to create mantras and I'm going to reprogram myself right here, right now. And I'm not, I'm at a point where I'm not letting any negative thoughts come through. So if I feel it, if I feel the slightest bit of inflammation in my hands, I'm like, I cancel the thought. I bring it back to love. I'm safe. I'm supported. I stand tall in love. I remember who I am. I remember my worth. And even just seeing it right now, my body's like, yes, yes, yes. And I feel it. And that's what's really important to me is that I think a lot of people reach out to the outside world to help them feel better. And I think when you become your own best self-healer, you understand your own pattern, your own program. And even for me lately, like I've noticed being at my mom's that my negative thoughts will start much early on during the day than it does at home. I don't know why, you know, it'll come when it needs to come at one point or another. But my thing lately has been wake up at seven, do my shit in the morning, get dressed, take a shower, put on music, get the fuck out, have a coffee at Bulletproof, be around high vibe people, read, work, whatever I need to do. Because I know that I'm, I am choosing, I'm aware, I'm choosing not to let that shit fuck with me. So you're, so you're basically, you're in a new environment. That new environment is reacting differently to your body because a new place will be uh, like, there'll be a different reaction. So you're adapting to that oh, reaction yeah. to optimize yourself, right? You're not just going to keep taking the beating. You're going to say no. like, Oh, well, if it happens at this time, then I'll be out by that time. And therefore mm-hmm. I won't have to deal with it. Right. It's, 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 re- you're removing that shelf. Oh yeah. That shelf that's creating the mess. Yeah. You're, you're getting rid of it. So you can use that shelf uh, metaphor if you want or make it yeah, better. Yeah, no, one, but- it's it's so good. No, it's exactly that. Like I've had to notice, but it's so interesting because like in I left or I came here thinking like oh, I'm good because I've been doing this for so long and like I know how I am, blah blah blah. And then I get here and it just like fucking slapped me in the face and I'm like, "Oh, I don't uh what? <laughs> like what's ha-? and then I was actually experiencing a lot of shame and guilt because I'm like I should know what to do. Why can't I get out of this? Why am I constantly in the same cycle? Why am I still catching myself in this state? And it was getting worse and worse. And it's completely fine. It was completely part of my process entirely. Like I'd have to say, I was like, it was kind of like this, you know, up and down, up and down, up and down. And now I'm finally like flowing. And now I feel good where I notice the thought, I cancel it right away. Like I really feel like I'm at the point where. I cannot let that shit fuck with me, like at all. Like I choose not to. I feel it come. I'm like, nope, not mine. Throw it away. Like, I, I choose not to. Yeah. It, like I can't. I feel like people at a certain point in their own transcendence, you cannot let that shit come through. Like you can't let it come through anymore. Like you, it's it's. There's a certain. There's a fine line between like allowing things to come in so that you can heal them, clear them, get rid of them, kind of thing, 
And then there's that, that, that next level where you're like, you know what? I've been in this pattern for a long time. This doesn't serve me anymore. Like I can just simply choose to cancel it. Like I'm that person that I can just choose. Fuck it. That, and that's, that's, that's an amazing thing. That's a, a magical thing that you can adapt. And, and it, it comes back to understanding your emotions or your feelings or your thoughts, right? You're questioning them. You're not just taking them at face value. And that's yeah, no. in, in, in your line, in your line of work, um, you're working with people who are coming to you because they have an awareness that they want to learn how to improve that thought process. Uh, when it comes to people who are totally unaware of it, there's no way that a conversation or a small interaction in public is going to do anything for them. Right. Oh, no. Uh -uh. So, so my approach to them is where I'm not going to try to change anybody. All I can really do is offer peace and love encouragement. If they're, if they're being a shithead to me or they think I'm a clown because I wear a, a clown outfit, you know what? That's <laughs> totally cool. I, I agree. That's actually mm. really funny, you know, and just yeah. let them be and go on their way because they have a different purpose in this uh, reality that we live in. And, yeah. and that's it. But the ability to uh, understand that we're a finely tuned machine and that every day, a biological machine, you know, made out of love. I don't want to you know, stirring one the wrong way. We are, we are mm -hmm. human and there's no like, Oh, I'm good. Every day is, 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 I want to, I don't say battle cause that's, that's a negative connotation, but it's a challenge, right? Every day, the day throws something different at you and you have to be able to adapt in real time. And if you can adapt mm -hmm. in real time and ride the wave, you know, um, there are going to be some parts that maybe you felt like you could have done better, but if at the end of the day, you, you, you rode more waves than you fell. That's a good day. Right. Completely. And this idea, this idea is like, Oh, I've been meditating two weeks. Uh, am I good now? No, it's like, you got you. It's forever. It's like brushing mm -hmm. your teeth. You got to do it every day, yeah. every day or yeah. else you're, it, it, yeah, it's not like there's like a good thing until we can be like bio, bionically plugged into a machine that balances our chemicals and like give us the nutrients we need. And we live in this like simulated reality. See, that's where my craziness comes from. But, <laughs> but until it. that day is, then we have to be able to understand the root of our emotions and our thoughts and be able to navigate them so we're not purely reactive. Because when we're reactive, then we're predictable. So you spoke about like perhaps the, the higher malevolent power that's out to get us. Well, it's just like... <laughs> It, I know, and I, I'm saying this because it's, it's fun, but it's true. And a lot of people like think like that. And it's just like, well, if there's a, a, a huge demographic of zombies out there who don't even know that their thoughts aren't their own, they're going to be manipulated by someone. So might as well manipulate them, right? Mm -hmm. It's like they're, it's like they're cattle just waiting to be, because if they're reactive, you can make them react in any directions you want. Completely. And, and so we don't want to be the sheep. We, we essentially want to be the herders of good. Like, right. We want to give them the tools to be able to maybe question, Hey, maybe I shouldn't be walking off this cliff with everyone. You know, maybe what's that quote. If like, uh, if you're, uh, if your opinion is, is the same as the majority, maybe you should stop and think for a second. It's something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, completely. It's so true. And I think like, a big, big point for a lot of people, which I talk about often lately because I, it's, an, it's an analogy. Oh, you would like this, actually. It's an analogy that I came up with while I was on plant medicine, okay? So it was 
fucking clear when wait, I was wait, getting wait, wait. it. What do you mean? What do you mean you were on plant medicine? Um, I was doing Wachuma San Pedro. It's a, a type of cactus that literally completely subsides the ego and you're in way past fifth dimension. You're like, <laughs> you are literally the fucking purest source of divine self. <laughs> like, All right, fair it's enough. so clear. So I was like, I was talking about a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people waking up and there's a lot of us that want to create an impact. And, but what's really interesting is that we have like the sheep in the middle, right. And the people who follow everybody and who are told what to do, they don't even think there's anything else. They just keep doing it. They're very controlled and in fear and inflamed. But they and do. Sorry to, and sorry to interrupt, but they, they don't believe in anything, but they do argue and fight if you're oh, yeah. not on their side. Completely, completely. And, they're, they, and, and they so, know the absolute truth. Completely. On, yeah, exactly. And so there's like these sheep, right, in the middle. And then there's like a very interesting, what I realized during Wachuma, what I now call them is subconscious sheep. Because it's like there's this fine rim of sheep that literally get away from the herd. And they, they literally take a step back and they're like, oh my God, look at those sheep. Like they're such idiots. They're doing this. They're doing that. And so now you're on the outside of this herd and you think you're completely out, but you're just the rim. You're the rim of the outside of this herd of sheep. And you're, you're in a state and a frequency that is so righteous. You're like, I'm a healer. I'm a coach. I'm a teacher. I know what it is. I'm awake. You're not. Look at them. They're such idiots. But you're actually still in that fucking herd. And yeah. people don't realize that you cannot even impact those people. You cannot change. You cannot help them because you're still in the herd you're still in that frequency you're still very righteous and i love that you're now completely out of that that the the whole herd where you're understanding completely that if people judge you if they point fingers if they think you're ridiculous like you're free of the self which is what i call like it's like the sheep subconsciously sheep and then you have the free of the self where you're completely out of it you're observing this and you're understanding everybody has their own journeys. You're completely compassionate. You are loving towards them, whether they see it or they don't, doesn't fucking matter. But that's where the real change comes because you are at a higher frequency no matter what. That's, that's, really, that's really well said. And that's, that's the place you're at when, I love what you said, like when you're just on the rim and so you're like, oh, they're sheep. And uh, no, this is what it is. It's like the people yeah. who like discovered conspiracy theories like yesterday. And yeah. just because they saw a video that's alternate, they now believe that 100% and like everything else is wrong. Yeah. It's like, if, you, if, you have, if you're in a mindset where you think you know the whole truth, that's the number one signal that you don't, right? If like no one can really argue with me about time travel of the fifth dimension because I willingly admit at the beginning that I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. Like I, like you can't argue your point really because I'm saying that I believe in something, but I'm also open that to the fact that I know almost nothing. So I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm just open to multiple possibilities. And I also know that depending on where someone is in their life, depending on their environmental inputs, the truth that they believe, no matter what spectrum of the sheep spectrum they're in, mm -hmm. the, the, what they believe is their truth. So the truth is in fact, whatever you believe it is. If I believe mm -hmm. that the truth is that we don't know the truth, that's my truth. But if you believe that 
people who wear their hats backwards are, are in gangs and that's your belief, then that's your truth. And if more people could understand that there is not one truth or when there's many people, there are many truths, there's always going to be room for fighting. But if you could say, yeah, I respect your truth. Mm -hmm. uh, my truth is, is different. And you know what? You could be right. Yeah, completely. It's, it's, it's non, it's, it's non battle. Like I don't have to put myself in a box. I don't have to, I don't have to fight for you're, what you're I believe. Free. You're completely free. And that's what I mean by like free of the self. You're not identified. You're not attached. You're not righteous. You're not judgy. You're just like, cool. This is what you think. Awesome. It's what I think. Awesome. That's what you think. Awesome. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, we're and not like, and here, and here's where what you think and what I think come together. And like, they're the same. Like, how do we find a common denominator? Because beneath the layer of the literal, it's all common denominator. We all just want that, that chemical cocktail that makes us feel good. That love, acceptance, really? community, challenge. We want to feel good about what we did. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, a very, it's a very simple thing. Like someone on a, on a live that I did was asking me like, uh, what about all the different religions? Well, it's like the top line of the religion caters to a specific market. But if you go beneath a few layers, all the common denominators are all the same. Mm -hmm. It's how to, it's how to literally live a inflammation free life, right? How to reduce conflict, how to let go, how to believe that if you do good, you will be pushed into the I right place. Think that's what I'm going to name the podcast episode just to get people in. What are you going to call live it? An inflammation, how to live an inflammation free life. Cause people are gonna be like, fuck yes. They're going to think we're going to talk about nutrition and what to eat and what not to eat. And little do they know. Boom. Mike drop yeah. planting a seed. <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever. Time or, or traveling to live inflammation free. Sure. <laughs> and what, and on, I'm starting to realize now because I'm putting out a lot of stuff. Like TikTok's been a great learning experience. Uh, mm. A more uh, triggering titles yes. will bring more people in. Triggering titles. Completely. So like, time travel to an inflammation free life. What? You know? What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and, when you, and when you say like uh, the, the letting go of self, is that what you called it? Yeah, being free of the self. Free of the self. I literally felt it in real life when I deleted all of my Instagram pictures. And now everything that you see on my Instagram is me in a spacesuit because I've committed. And yeah, completely. You've created space. Yeah, and I've literally created a world where if you don't want to deal with me, you're not going to come near me. And if yeah. you don't want to, if you don't want to fuck with me, as they say, yeah, then I'll never have to even create a defense mechanism because my appearance is now a defense mechanism in, in mm -hmm. a good way. It's like in, creating in my way, safe yeah. bubble. It's like, Oh, you it's like creating your own boundaries. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's bold and bald and all this <laughs> stuff, but it's like, for whoever can't see, by the way, Mick has no beard and he has no hair. So he is just yeah. completely bald and he's wearing a suit that is mint green and has a time traveling stamp on his arm, just like Star Trek. He looks like a Star Trek character. So exactly. we're going to like, we're not going to wrap it up for real, for real, but like, I, I want to know more of what is the whole concept of time travel that you're trying to share with people? Okay, sure. So I'll go through the logo first. Right. So this is the logo. Obviously, it's reminiscent of like a Star Trek vibe or a very mm -hmm. sci-fi vibe. But essentially, there's two circles. And there's some kind of triangle that 
kind of can be perceived as a ship of some sort. Mm -hmm. So this big circle is the subconscious mind. Oh. If you can align your subconscious mind and your conscious mind, then you, my friend, become a time traveler. Okay, so it's the idea that if you really want to create a new reality for yourself, your little brain, your conscious mind is not going to do anything if this is over here or over there. If you don't know how the environment programs you, how to interpret your thoughts, any of that stuff, then you will be spinning in circles your entire life. But once you understand that you can align yourself, then you can become a time traveler. And what is time travel? It's the philosophy of infinite possibility. Okay, so it's not like time travel in the movies. It's about, <laughs> it's not like, oh, set, set a machine to go to a year and that's where we're going. No, that's not what I'm talking about. It's a metaphor. It's an allegory. It's, it, it's a fun way to pull people in and explain a whole different story. And mm. the, the uh, philosophy of infinite possibility is that you can do whatever you want to do. All you have to do is program your machine to be able to travel through time to travel to that timeline in that new reality. So if you want to, if you want to be healthier, well, you're going to have to incorporate some healthier foods, some healthier people, some healthier habits, but you're not going to just going to change it all for two weeks and then binge and rebound and go the whole way. You have to understand that you just have to start programming your subconscious mind by making it comfortable with the uncomfortable, right? So, uh, by ignoring your thoughts of why you shouldn't do it or why you should have a cheat day or why you should continue to hang out with this person or understand that that thought that you have about that person you want to cut out but feel bad because you, you feel bad for them. No, they're, par they're subconsciously parasiting on you. Mm. So all these things is how do you program your machine to go to reality you want to go? And really, it's about turning your machine on if it's been off. And naturally, if we just let it be what it is, it's going to be off because we live in a world that's so comfortable. Our hunter-gathering days, every day was a challenge. Every day was survival. Every day was movement. So our ancestors had really low inflammation or they were dead. They, they, they were never like comfortable. They weren't harvesting grain. They, they weren't getting fat. They, they, weren't, they were surviving, but there's a beauty in that. So how do we apply those, you know, the things that worked for them back in the day, but in the modern world today. Mm. Because honestly, we live so comfortable. Even if you don't have a job, you can live pretty decent. Mm -hmm. Right? And so that's what time travel is about. It's, it's about understanding that you are the time machine. You are the master of your universe. And what is the fifth dimension? The fifth dimension is the superhighway that makes time travel possible. I see the fifth dimension as something that every single person is tapped into at all times. It's like a cloud that every single organism is feeding up to every single day. And it knows like Google maps, where everything is, where the traffic is, how to get to every place. So it's not in my mind so much an idea of how to tap into it. It's how do you adjust your program so that it guides you where you want to go rather than just repeating the same place, the same thing every day. Like if I don't meditate in the morning, I know that my GPS, my 5D GPS is going to send me to a high traffic zone, literally. It's going to send me to the place of most resistance. But when I meditate and take my time and do a little reading, my GPS is now tapping in the 5D to drive me towards the place that 
has the least traffic, the less barriers. I'm not going to stub my foot. I'm not going to spill my coffee. So like every day, every moment is an ability to tap into a new reality. And that's what time travel is. And so in the philosophical sense, that's it. But in terms of like why I'm doing it, it's how do I bring as many eyes as possible into this, right? The people who are not going to get it will never get it. But maybe I can entertain them with music and they can make fun of me on social media. But the people, because they're actually going to be contributing to the whole of getting the message Mm -hmm. further out. So that's why it's really peace and love. Like if you want to hate me, come hate me because (laughs) because you're only going to be spreading my marketing message with no dollars spent. So that's why Amazing. everyone, everyone has a purpose. And, uh, and yeah, that's what it's all about. Does that make and sense? What's your song? Yeah. Like, I'm like, honestly, I'm very thankful you finally explained it. Cause I watched you do all that. And I was like, I can't wait to ask him exactly what the fuck it means. So I'm very happy. I got the clarity that I wanted friend to friend. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm happy I delivered the message. I get really excited about it. And I've been, I love it. Yeah. So it's the, and, uh, yeah. What's your song, uh, Photon Love? Like, what is that about? I know it's your new single, right? Yeah, so, so it's my new single, Photon Love. That. It has launched the time travel saga, which is the really the introduction to the new world. Mm. And uh, Photon Love, uh, yeah, it's, it's available everywhere. Link is in my bio at Misho on Instagram. You can search it How on you YouTube. Misho? M-I-S-C-H-O. Perfect. Yes, Misho. M-I-S-C-H-O. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and photon love is the love of the screen. I, I talk about this a lot, a lot. It sounds very sci-fi, but it's like, you know, the love of the scroll, the love of online shopping, the love of games, the love of spiciness in the DMs, the, the, the love of all of that virtual stuff. Because mm-hmm. photons is light. It's the glow. So it's, it's a metaphor for, for our phones and how attached we are to them and computers wow. and media and all that stuff. And too many photons, like, instead of when I talk about my backstory, I just did air quotations, my backstory in the time travel universe, I say that I used to be addicted to photons. Like I used to be a hard photon addict, and I couldn't get enough, but it's really a metaphor for any addiction. And I feel like in some way, we've all been addicted to something and still continue, right? But photons is, uh, is the light and the screen and it causes a lot of inflammation. And it can create negative things. And it's the almost number one source of our programming is the device we hold in our hand. So if we can be mindful about, first of all, that photon love is a thing, that we are addicted to photons, but also that don't feel ashamed because we're, we all have the same thing. We're all in it together, but we can voice it. Mm-hmm. We can talk about it. And so while it starts off kind of bleak, the song, it ends up in kind of a group kind of anthemic acknowledgement of it which means that we can work towards fixing it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. That's, that's a lot. It's, it's so interesting to see all the people that think that you're just doing this for no reason. And like, there's such a deep reason behind it. And I love that so much. Well, I think it's you. like such a beautiful combination of like your creative genius, like your love, your light, your playfulness. Oh, I mean that for real. Like I, I've, I've seen you try to figure it out. And now you finally feel like you're in your, in your flow. You've chosen a path of least resistance and it's serving you greatly. So. Absolutely. Yay. This is my final form. 
you know? <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. So where can people find you? Uh, Spotify? I mean, I know you said your Instagram name. Um, yeah, TikTok, so Misha, I guess. Uh, yeah, TikTok, I'm Misho. Um, everything is on my website, MishoMusic.com. Um, there's a place to sign up to the Galactic Federation of Time Travelers in the time travel <laughs> section. And what I'll be doing there is, 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 uh, blogs. I'll be, I'll be sending you blogs, also videos that go in depth more about like practical usage of like how the machine works and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like just informative stuff. Uh, the stuff on, on YouTube, you can just search, uh, photon love. You can search me show. You'll find me. And, uh, mm -hmm. I guess that's, that's everywhere you can find me. Facebook.com slash me show or me show music. Sorry. I don't really mm -hmm. post. I just post like offshoot content on Facebook because I can't be everywhere. Yeah. But uh, if, if you want to see behind the scenes stuff and, and fun, goofy parts of it, because I'm not as serious as I look, maybe I look, maybe I don't look that serious, but, uh, oh, wow. but you get to see some behind the scenes and you get to see what I'm up to. And that's uh, at Misho, M I S C H O. And I'll be okay. in the, in the universe. Uh, maybe they'll talk about me because look at this freak who went viral because he thinks he's a time traveler. <laughs> And you'll know the true secret, fellow time travelers. Yeah, they will, which is so hilarious and amazing. And so what are your plans moving forward now? Just creating more music and trying to just like create more, more solid content? Uh, yeah, I'm continuing to, to learn from the content that I'm putting out, what's, uh, what people are responding to and creating more of what they are. Um, I wrote a song a few weeks ago and for some reason I wrote a verse that was for a girl. I had never done that before. And it just felt like, I Excuse feel like this me, be, what? Yeah, I wrote a part in the song that said like, I feel like a girl who could sing this part and it would make sense. And I'm like, Oh, I got all excited because I, I thought you meant you wrote a verse for a girl, like for a, a oh, girl. Oh, about her, about her. No, no, no. Yeah. No, oh, no I, damn I, it. <laughs> I wrote the verse, I wrote the verse knowing that I wanted a girl to sing it. Okay, that makes more okay. sense. Okay, great. Okay. I'm glad we clarified that. <laughs> and I, I told my brother, I told my mom, I said, we're going to get a girl to sing. And they're like, who? I'm like, I don't fucking know. The next day, out of the blue, an old friend of mine, a girl named Juliana, called me up. She had just moved down the street. And she is a, a, a friend of mine, but a big fan of my music, like in almost a creepy way. Like, in, in like, because you wouldn't believe it, but like on SoundCloud, she's my number one listener, my number one oh fan. Oh my God. So she, so she literally knows my songs better than I do. I fuck wow. up my lyrics all the time. She does it. And we were just, we went for a walk and she started like uh, humming something. I'm like, you have pitch. Have you ever recorded? She's like, no, but I've wanted to sing for a long time. And I'm like, well, I'm in studio tomorrow. Do you want to come record? And she came on and she did the track. So Juliana is on, on the track. It's called Weird. Oh, And the whole way it came God. together was weird. So that's just some It's sweet... not weird because you're traveling in the fifth dimension. So when you're there, things happen for you very easily. Exactly. So now uh, Jules is her nickname, but she wants to spell it J-O-U-L-E-S. Like Jules, the, the chemical sign for energy. Interesting. I love that. That's so and creative, so, actually. Yeah, so that's, that's all on her. And uh, we're 
she's coming in for another song actually. And it's a cover that I was supposed to do February, uh, March 19th on my birthday, but I had to fly back from LA for COVID reasons. And the song is a cover of one of my favorite songs of all time called Boom, Boom, Boom by the Venga Boys. You know, if you're alone and you need a friend, someone to help you forget your problems. That song, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And so Jules is going to be singing on that one as well. Oh and God. so I ordered her a tracksuit. So she's going to have a lavender space suit. Are you going to order me a tracksuit? I'll send you a measurement sheet and you'll get one. <laughs> so you'll get a tracksuit too. And you Can't can pick wait. it up locally. You can pick it up locally in LA because that's where it's made. Amazing. Amazing. And the lady, who makes these, the lady who makes these tracksuits, her name is Maggie Barry. And she's made stuff for LMFAO, Katy Perry, Van Halen. Like all these amazing people. And I was just magically connected to her. Of course, magically, because you're a time traveler. Yes, just <laughs> tapping into that 5D, baby. I love it so much. Oh my God, make what and an so, amazing conversation. What's new for you before we wrap it up? Tell me, I don't want to be selfish. Tell me what you're up to. What do you mean? No, well, I, I mean, I've been kind of like... <laughs> are you in LA for a long time now? Like, are, are, like, are you I, staying there for the time being? I'm not, like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know, like for some reason. So I had to book like a coming back flight, a back, a back, whatever. Okay. A return flight. That's what I meant. So <laughs> I had to return, I had to book a return flight, um, August 26th. So that's coming up. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going back. I'm not sure if I'm staying longer. I'm not, I'm just kind of flowing with things for some reason. I have a feeling that the week before my going home time, uh, things will be very clear for me. Um, whether I stay here longer, whether I go back, um, I don't know. The only thing that kind of sucks is like, I'll be quarantined for two weeks in Montreal. Okay. So that's the only thing that I'm kind of eh about because here there was no quarantine. Um, obviously I was careful and whatnot, you know, keeping my measures straight, but that's, yeah. So I'm just flowing with, with things. I'm, I'm, really in a state of like feeling more creative. I I'm loving the podcast, the guests that I'm coming that are coming on my show. Uh, so many different ways of thinking, living, being, and yet it's all the same at the same time. Um, but yeah, I'm just in a state where I'm really choosing to live my life in as much love, joy, pleasure, fun, um, ease, grace as possible. Like I really believe that that's our innate nature. And I just want to get back to that. So that's what amazing. I'm and you're, and you're spreading yeah. the good word and you're doing the good stuff and you're living. It I'm really it. trying. I'm really trying. It's I amazing. Feel like, oh, thanks. And man. you're, and, you're and, it, and it looks like your podcast, like the consistency that you've built into it has been inspiring, you know, cause I've mm -hmm. watched you and you're consistent. What episode are you on now? Like how many have you done? This is, so I just recorded the other day, 32, 33, you're number 34. Wow. That's amazing. And since Feb mid February. So that's pretty good. Um, that's and I'm already at like 4k downloads, which is not like a ton, but no, that's um, 4k. That's very impressive. Is it really? Okay. I have, Four, I have no idea. 4,000. That's, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. So, uh, and it's really interesting because I'm like, I'm, I'm calling, I'm like reaching out to certain people and it's, I can feel their vibration, you know, like there's, there's some people they have like 
5,000 followers. I'm like, Hey, let's chat. Love your vibe. Perfect. Let's get you on. There's others that are like a hundred K followers. Others at like 250. And then there's like the few people that I'm like, Oh, like this kind, like this person, I won't name names, but this person sounds like interesting. Like, let's see if we can vibe, you know? And like the first thing that they ask is like, what are my numbers? And I'm going, I don't want people like that on my podcast anyways, because you care more about the numbers than the actual value of bringing knowledge and wisdom to people. So fuck that. Um, and it's very, it's just interesting to, to see who chooses what, you know, I've, and are I've you been seeing blessed. a lot of, are you seeing a lot of those numbers people? No, I've had one out of like just one. Okay. Just one. But it's, it's, it actually shocked me. Cause I was like, wow, like, like you're not even like as big as other people that I've interviewed and like, you're, you're very righteous. And I was like, all right, like, you know, you do you, like, I, I don't even want that energy on my podcast. I really want energy that is like vibrant and loving and light and fulfilling. And I want people to feel that. And that's what actually one of the biggest feedbacks I was getting from this podcast was, wow, I feel so good after every episode. And it's like, yeah, cause I make sure the energy is super clear and very higher consciousness and frequency and loving. And that's what I want. So I'm really trying to get different people from different aspects, different fields, um, but innately doing the same thing, just differently. I love so, it. I love it. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So I'm very yeah, happy I'm for really, you. Thank you. And I'm really happy for you. And I'm like, I'm super lit up from our conversation as usual. Always, and always. I'm, I'm even, just, even, even through the cyber world. Even through the photon <laughs> way. So, it's so amazing. I love that so much. So so yeah, that's basically where I'm at and uh, wanted to thank you so deeply for coming on. And that was like an amazing conversation. I'm so excited to like re-listen to it, post it, share it. And it's, uh, it's going to be amazing. My, my fellow time travelers are going to love it. And, and, one, and one, last, one last thing before we go, I think it's going to yes. end it perfectly, is that last week I said, I need to start getting on podcasts. And that day you messaged me. No. <laughs> yeah. I swear, I can't make this shit up. I fucking love that. I need to be more clear. You're like inspiring me to like just put it out there what I want. I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in that flow right now. I'm like re-listening to like, I am making it happen. Yeah, completely. You're right. Completely. Oh man. Okay, Mick, thank you so much. That was such an amazing conversation. I I can't wait to share it everywhere and uh, hopefully we'll chat soon. We will. A pleasure talking to you. Thank nice you, to see you so Tash. much. I'll see you in what year? What year are you going in? Uh, in the tw- uh, year 2137, but uh, we'll vibe out in, the, in uh, the fifth dimension. Awesome. I'll see you there. All right. See you soon, <laughs> fellow time travelers. Bye. Bye. <laughs>Oh my God, how good was this conversation? Honestly, probably one of my favorites so far. And it's, I don't know if it's like because he's a good friend of mine, but still, like at this point in time, I know that there was so much knowledge and wisdom shared in this episode. And I'm really 
grateful that you were here to be able to listen to us have this conversation. Um, you know, you guys know by now, my purpose is always just to share as much as we can so that we can help you and help everybody around us to just raise our fucking consciousness. Like it's time. It's time that we choose this path for ourselves. So if you're feeling lit up just as much as I was from this conversation, please share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me. Let me know that you're listening to the podcast. Share with your friends and family, all your weirdo friends because hey why not right so you can find all the information about mick or misho in the show notes all his different platforms he's also on spotify tiktok instagram go check out his music subscribe if you want to be a time traveler you can start being part of his membership program and just being part of his little community of literally trying to share as much as he can in a very light loving and easy way So on that note, my loves, I'm sending you guys so much, so much love. I'm so grateful that you were here. I see you. I hear you. I love you. And I will see you guys on the next episode.